Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Thanking each and every one of you for listening to this podcast feed. This past week, the Dream Preview was the number one podcast in the sports category on Apple Podcasts. So thank Whoa. you. Yes, Griffin. Yes, number one. Uh, if you haven't done so already and you're listening to this baseball podcast, but you haven't subscribed to RJ Bell's Dream Preview, make sure you follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a little rating and review as well. And uh, let's start this week's, uh, well, as we get ready for the weekend in Major League Baseball, let's start this episode with a question from one of our listeners. I, I retweeted this the other day, Griffin, and, and I know you commented as well, but I wanted to have our listeners weigh in on this discussion what's the fate what's your favorite day of the major league baseball week is it lance lynn day patrick corbin day jose suarez day or clark schmidt day and my answer was not d because i had lost the first five under with good old clark schmidt i think when jacob Degrom gave up zero runs uh in five innings so all i really needed was i think four i want to say from clark schmidt and he couldn't do that of course uh and then the game went under full game so wasn't a huge fan of that one i figured uh in just a handicapper that i am that you'd be picking choice b um my dilemma with the jose suarez choice is i feel like that is a a ship that is not going to be at sea for very long <laughs> I feel like that is going to be uh pulled out of the water and held on stilts or whatever they do with ships um, and I got to say, Lance Lynn, he's kind of a buy low candidate right now, uh, still has great swing and miss numbers. So I'm going to say that's my favorite day because I feel like, well, I hope he doesn't play for the White Sox at some point this season. But for now, that's where I see some value. Yeah, Lance Lynn day has been my favorite. Uh, it has overtaken Patrick Corbin day. Now, nothing will ever bring joy to my heart like Yoan Adone Day did last year. Yoan Adone lost every single, the Nationals lost every single game he pitched last year. It was it was unbelievable. It was the greatest bet in Major League Baseball until they sent him back down to the minors. So that day broke my heart. But this year it is uh, Lance Lynn Day is my favorite day of the week. Now, unfortunately, uh, none of these pitchers are pitching over the weekend with the exception of Clark Schmidt, I believe, uh, or maybe not. And I don't think there is going to be a, a, a Schmidt day. I know there's a Garrett Cole day, but I don't think we have a Schmidt day this weekend. Yeah, it looks like, oh, yes, Sunday. That's what I was thinking. Sunday against Zach Eflin is a Clark Schmidt day. So if you're interested in a Tampa Bay Rays team total or first five team total, that might be the way to look. Let's start with. Friday's schedule, though, before we get to Sunday. And we'll jump right into it. We have a pitcher for the Marlins, Yuri Perez, who is making his debut for Miami against the Reds and Graham Ashcraft. Miami's minus 145 with a total of eight. Do we know anything about Perez? Uh, how are we thinking of handling this game? Uh I think we know his prospect pedigree, which is gigantic. Um, and that's certainly something to think about compared to most of these pitchers I feel like we've heard about for a week or two, and then they're all of a sudden in the bigs. Um, Yuri Perez has been talked about for a while, has surprising a really great control profile despite being six foot eight, and has been climbing up the uh, Marlins 
I guess, AAA, AA, all minor league systems really, really quickly. Um, I always wonder how uh, the nerves of a debut will affect a starting pitcher, especially one that I think just turned 20 a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does kind of come into a pretty nice spot at home in Miami in that gigantic park where it's really hard at home runs. And he gets one of the worst teams in the league that's not trying to win baseball games. So um, I'm forever interested in a Miami Marlins under because I don't believe they can hit. And uh, I don't think the Reds, though, there's certainly some issues with their pitching, bullpen, etc. Um, Ashcraft, I feel like, has enough of, and honestly, a sinking fastball that should keep the ball in the park. Um, I think anyone could keep the ball in the park in that cavernous place. But uh, I'm interested, I think, in the under here. I'm looking at under eight. Yeah, I would think first five under. Um, I think yeah. if Perez can can limit the 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 hits, and I know I know Ashcraft's going to pitch well because the Marlins are the lowest scoring first five team in all of Major League Baseball. So uh, I'd be looking at a first five under four and a half is obviously the better number than four, but that that's where I would look right now for this game. Marco Gonzalez gets the start for the Mariners. Matthew Boyd goes for the Tigers. Seattle minus one twenty five, and you know Detroit has been winning baseball games. They have that streak of uh, five straight wins. I think it's now seven of their last nine that the Tigers have won. I mean, and they keep doing it as big underdogs, too. I feel like they're probably one of the most profitable teams out there. Um, doing a lot. I, I think they beat Shane Bieber recently, um, maybe two series ago, because I think Bieber was pretty good the last time he pitched against them. But uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has been awesome to start the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know necessarily that I trust Matt Boyd. I've seen him live before. I saw him get shelled in Toronto uh, a few years ago um, as a big prospect, I believe. With uh, with the was he with the, the Jays? Then I don't know. Anyway, um, Marco Gonzalez is not exactly a pitcher I like to back though, especially as a favorite on the road. Yep, uh, the Mets take on the Nationals. Tyler McGill goes for the Mets, who are minus one thirty against Mackenzie Gore. Uh, I'll be honest, I actually like the Nationals here. That, that is a quick turn of fate. Well, not necessarily quick because we're, I guess, the second month of the season now. Uh, but the Nats have been playing really well, I got to say. And uh, I don't blame you for liking it, especially when you compare it with the Mets, who have really high expectations, can't seem to get Max Scherzer to take a start. And uh, I, I don't really know what to say about – I mean, Tyler McGill was so good uh, in last season. I think it was his rookie year. Um, and, and ultimately, seeming like he, he lost a little bit of health in his arm and then was not able to hit – the outside corner to left-handed batters with a 98 mile an hour fastball. Um, I think he was doing it to righties too. And then unfortunately kind of came back to earth and hasn't really been the same, but um, I feel like this might be even a little bit short of a price of the Nats considering where they were just a few weeks ago or entering the season, what we thought about what this team would do versus what the Mets would. The Pirates take on the Orioles in Baltimore. Kyle Bradish goes for the O's. Yoan Oviedo for the Pirates, there was a time when Pittsburgh was 20-8 and eight and had the best record in the National League. Since then, they have lost nine of their last 10 games, and it's starting to look like the team that everyone thought they were going to look like once O'Neill Cruz went down. Baltimore minus 160 at Camden Yards. Yeah, it's really hard for a, an Orioles team um, to be laying that type of price. Uh and interestingly enough, one and nine in the last 10, and it's still leading the NL Central, uh, LOL. But um, I think the Orioles, to me, are a team that 
I'm afraid of their offense because I think it's really quiet. I saw them in Atlanta on Sunday and um, played a really tight game. And, and honestly, the fireballers, the big guys that they come in the eighth and ninth, Cano and Bautista are awesome, but they need to get them a lead. Um, that does concern me a little bit, though. I got to say Oviedo has certainly kind of trailed off from a really good start to the season. I don't know exactly that I trust Kyle Bradish that much, but uh, he's drawn a pretty good team to face in a pretty big park that's now skewed to, I think, left-handed hitters, but not really much more than that. Um, so it, it's honestly a series where I'd look to back the Orioles. I was hoping they'd come a lot cheaper. Don't have a price yet on the Yankees and the Rays as we record this podcast. It is Garrett Cole going for the Yankees. It appears it might be Trevor Kelly getting the open for the Rays, although I guess they haven't solidified their um, their pitching plan yet. But Garrett Cohen is 2.09 ERA, 5-0 record on the year. The Yankees losing 8-2 on Thursday night to the Rays. Does Garrett Cole get them back in the win column? Oh, man. Uh really hard for you to ask me this question because I watched the game tonight um, huge CLV on on the the Yankees but of course I, I think what I don't know was was judge not expected to, to, to return tonight is that was that the big surprise that ended up swinging that number no judge came back the other day okay so I don't know really why there's a big move so um that surprised me but uh didn't matter because ultimately CLV is what will keep you warm when you're uh, when you've lost your house. Um, I'm very interested in the Rays. I uh, generally feel like going against Garrett Cole against big teams as a big favorite in the Bronx is uh, generally a a path to retirement um, in a good way. I don't know necessarily that this is going to be the same price that you'd expect to see with a Garrett Cole start at home against the Rays because he'd been giving out a lot of money, free money, it feels like, for years. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be as big of a price this time. Uh, though a bullpen game is probably the biggest you'll see the Rays as an underdog uh, against Garrett Cole on the road. Uh, very interested in the Rays. It was very close game for, I think, five or six innings tonight. Bad Rizzo error kind of opened the floodgates a little bit, but still was a really close game, and then the Yanks kind of fell apart. Um, I'm not – I trust the Rays, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm not anything. I trust the Rays in bullpen games. They've been doing it for so long. They know what they're doing, and I feel like there's always going to be value uh, on the Rays in, in the Bronx. The Blue Jays host the Braves. Spencer Strider for Atlanta, 4-0 with a 2.7 ERA. Chris Bassett goes for the Blue Jays. Atlanta minus 160, which is a heavy price for them on the road here. Agreed. Uh, The Rays, excuse me, the Rays are on the mind. The Blue Jays have been one of the more, I think, well-liked teams by the Major League Baseball marketplace. And I don't really, I didn't agree with it a lot earlier in the year. Literally went against them every game of a series in, in Houston. But um, Chris Bassett has, has had some bad starts, including especially his first one at St. Louis. But um, he's really a pitcher I like to back, considering he's been one of those guys that was striking two guys out to start and then has, has really worked to increase those numbers. I think that's impressive. The problem is Strider striking out nine, or I think we were talking about K-props earlier on this podcast, and it seems like double digits is his type of thing or what he's very close to all the time. Um, I feel like the really big price in Atlanta with a lot of questions about their bullpen right now. The Angels are at the Guardians. Tyler Anderson against Logan Allen, who's been uh, pretty good for the Guardians. Cleveland's minus 130. Uh, you backing Allen or are you going with the Angels here? I'm 
I'm kind of not sure what to expect from Tyler Anderson still. Um, he had an awesome year last year, kind of out of nowhere, though had good swing and missed stuff for a lot of his career in Colorado. Um, Logan Allen is just one of the million great arms coming out of the Cleveland Guardian system. They figured out how to be competitive um, despite spending one of the lowest amounts in all of Major League Baseball. I do feel like seeing that type of price on the Guardians, considering their weak lineup against a lineup that's likely going to see Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and the uh, the best hitter in that lineup, Hunter Renfro. Um, so I, I don't I don't know necessarily that that price is is where I want to buy in on the Guardians, but uh, I certainly think they have a much better bullpen. This game uh, very intriguing because of the pitching debut that we're going to see here, and that's the Cardinals at the Red Sox. It, it maybe. It, it feels like a turn-back-the-clock game because Adam Wainwright's getting the start for the Cardinals. And James Paxton is going to make his Red Sox debut. He um, hasn't pitched in two years. He hasn't started a major league game since April 6th of 2021. And he has been limited to just six starts since the end of the 2019 season. And has been extremely inconsistent in the minors, where I think he would have been making the start probably two weeks ago if he had been better early on in his rehab assignment. Um, Definitely big concerns about injury history and injury future. Um, Wayno, we know, is going to throw curveballs and get ground balls from it over and over, rinse, wash, repeat. Um, I'm I've actually owned Paxton all my fantasy league, so I was pretty pretty high on him speculating on him that he might be one of those arms that come out of nowhere because he's shown that he has such good stuff in the past i think it's really hard to trust him in a first start though it's at home uh i i think i prefer the st louis bullpen as well even though they probably won't need a ton of it behind wainwright um so i think it's one of those we'll see what the big maple can throw out there but i'm not sure i'm a buyer in his first start back wow haven't heard the term big maple in so long (laughs) um i I, i'd probably look towards maybe a cardinals team total here just because their offense is still very good especially against lefties and you're right i do have concerns about paxton and the red sox bullpen so total this game is high at 10. you get nine at bats in a uh park that has absolutely no foul territory besides maybe behind home plate essentially plus that a uh, giant tin green thing in the left field that you literally just get a pop up over. So I don't blame you. And I feel like the Red Sox bullpen is still one of those that might get you there later and kind of bail you out. Yep. The Cubs take on the twins. Sonny Gray, 4-0 with a 1.35 ERA gets to start for Minnesota. They are a minus 160 favorite against Drew Smiley and the Cubs. Sonny Gray, who uh, finally, um, you know, allowed some runs in his last start, three runs in five innings to Cleveland, but has still yet to allow a home run on the season. And I think that trend continues against the Cubs. I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like the Cubs have been really, really good. And a team that I've been wanting to back, but I've unfortunately felt the uh, the wrath of their bullpen blowing leads a couple of times this, this year. Um, Minnesota with Sonny Gray, I feel like the clock has been ticking for a long time. He's going to blow up soon enough. Um, I, I don't know that I necessarily believe in his swing and miss as much as I believe in Drew Miley, Drew Smiley's, believe it or not. Um, I do have some concerns about the Cubs bullpen, but the Twins bullpen blew a game a couple nights ago against the Padres and won an extra innings. Um, and I got to say, going to Brock Stewart as your eighth inning guy just doesn't really seem that great. Uh, especially with Lopez working the last two days against the Padres, plus 
Duran worked two innings in that extra inning game. I don't know exactly because they've been using the the training wheels on, on him for a while. I just feel like it's a big price for Minnesota, who doesn't really seem to be like the lineup that they had been in the past with all that home run power. The um, Astros will send J.P. France making his second career start to the mound against the White Sox in Chicago and Michael Kopech, Houston, a minus 140 favorite. I mean, France looked good in his first start, five shutout innings, but can we lay the juice with him on the road here? I mean, it's a gigantic price, but seeing the White Sox underdogs today to Brady Singer in Kansas City was uh, a pretty good statement for where the White Sox are at. Um, the Astros lineup has really been, uh, honestly, I feel like they've they've had holes in their bats this whole season so far. I can't really explain that so much. Maybe Kopech is one that's going to fire them up and get them going, uh, but he's been struggling a lot this year. I think this is a, a very, very easy no touch for me because I, I just don't think I really want to have anything to do with backing the White Sox. Uh, really just want to fade them as a favorite. Another uh, real heavy price here. Milwaukee minus 235 against the Royals. Corbin Burns gets the start. Josh Taylor goes for uh, the Royals. And I guess he's going to be the opener. Uh, maybe pitch an inning. Maybe two innings. So bullpen day it looks like for Kansas City. I, I got maybe there's some way to back uh, the Brewers here or maybe go like a Royals first five under one and a half, something to, to back Burns. I don't know, but this price is really high. I'm a little surprised to hear you interested in, in backing Burns. I mean, certainly a good lineup for him to be up against, though they've been a little bit hotter, I think, than most people would expect lately. Um, I, I mean, you nail on the head. Josh Taylor started for Kansas City, and unfortunately, the Royals are not the uh, the Rays in terms uh-huh. of So I don't think that's going to go well. I think really what – I guess the, the worst-case scenario for the Brewers is if Corbin Burns has a really bad start and gets shelled, but I think it's pretty unlikely. Um, I don't really see a way that I want to get involved with Kansas City here. Maybe that under makes a little bit of sense. I just feel like it's going to be probably pretty low as it is with Corbin Burns at home in a – in an L- NL park. Phillies are at the Rockies. Uh, Philly minus 155 with a total of 12. Taiwan Walker on the hill for Philadelphia. Austin Gomer for Colorado. Yeah. Um, Taiwan, you know, he's, he's really good to me. And is one of those guys I want to back as an extremely large underdog against a really good team. Um, just because if he does get lit up, you don't feel so bad about the loss. You're like, oh, it's a long shot anyway. Um, as a big road favorite at Coors, that's that's a no for me, dog. Um, and I got to say, Austin Gomber, he, he's had some really good starts in his career. Uh, he's also had some really not good ones. So I, I think over 12 makes sense. That's gigantic total from what we've been seeing. I feel like we've had a lot of 11 and a half, so it's weird to see the, the, the it climb to that full number. But uh, I, I certainly don't want an under there. Giants at the Diamondbacks, San Francisco minus 125. Ross Stripling starts for El Gigantes or Los Gigantes. Los Gigantes against Ryan Nelson for the Diamondbacks. Two guys with uh, ERAs north of six. I mean, and what are we? The Giants are favored here. Like, uh, I come on now. Um, Arizona, everyone's little darling here. I mean, Ross Stripling has had some good starts in his career. Certainly, Uh, Ryan Nelson kind of looks like just a fastball, which doesn't really work at this level. I, I know there's big concerns with the Arizona bullpen. That's probably going to keep me away from this game. Uh, maybe it won't, though, because I feel like San Francisco on the road. Favor doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all with their current setup. The Rangers at the A's. Martin Perez. Ken Waldichuk 
Texas minus 190, total of eight and a half. Uh, the A's just can't hit. Um, Nathan Uvalde did his job last night or, or Thursday night. And um, Waldachuk's got a 7.25 ERA. He has allowed at least three earned runs in every single start except for one. Uh, that was that was against the Cubs. He actually went five shutout innings against the Cubs. I gotta figure there's a way to bet the um, Rangers first five team total. Okay, I mean ultimately you could also probably just follow up bet it live if it doesn't go very well for you because the, the Oakland Athletics, the Double A Athletics, are going to try to lose the game. Mark Kotze, um, I think he's still trying to win, but honestly, some of the decisions he makes. It seems like he's heard it from the higher ups that he gets an extra year on his deal if they lose a hundred games. Maybe uh, once they go to Vegas, they'll then they'll start spending yeah. some money. Yeah. <laughs> the Padres at the Dodgers. Blake Snell against Dustin May. Dodgers minus one forty five. Feels pricey on Dustin May, who uh, really has been erratic since he came back from Tommy John. Um, but then when he's opposing Blake Snell, I mean that's literally Mister Inconsistent out there. So. I don't really know what to do with this one. It feels like a big enough price, though San Diego's, uh, specifically they're, they're hitting with runners in scoring position, I think last in the bigs is not really a, a great way to start the season. That probably comes back to, uh, I guess, reverts to the mean. But Dodgers, they're still priced like a team that are a lot better than the rest of the world. I'm not sure they are that dominant this year, but I, I feel like this is not a big enough price for me to want to ride the Blake Snell merry-go-round. Let's take a look at what we have for the rest of the weekend on Saturday afternoon. Shane McClanahan against Nestor Cortez. So a couple of lefties doing battle rays at the Yankees. McClanahan 7-0 with a 1.76 ERA. Uh, hard to argue anybody has been better than Shane McClanahan in the American League. I can't. Uh, I've tried to play unders with him this year, and I feel like he gets so much support from the Rays as well. Uh, he's certainly not dealing with that Jacob DeGrom Mets syndrome. From no. Uh, you'll have the Reds and Marlins. Nick Lodolo against Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara with the uh, Cy Young hangover. Not the same dominant Al- Alcantara that we saw last season for sure. But uh, maybe and, – and Nick Lodolo who had, has incredible swing and miss stuff and early on in the season was fantastic. But now he's got a 6.29 ERA. He has not been good as of late. Sounds like some calf problems he's been blaming. I don't know if it's like one of those mystery, uh, like I think with with Clay Holmes last year where they just made up a little back thing and then he didn't know how to lie to the, the, the journalist uh, about it. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, speaking of not being good lately, Dylan Cease, 2-2 <laughs> two and two with a 5-5-8 ERA. Man, you just can't trust this guy now. Yeah, um, good job by me drafting him in the fantasy league as my top. Uh, pitcher. Uh, I'm probably not making the playoffs. Thank you, Dylan. Really <laughs> uh, here's a first five under I'm going to be looking at on Saturday night. Zach Gallen against Anthony DiSclefani, uh Diamondbacks and the Giants. Uh, DiSclefani, who's been very good this season. Last outing was uh, his worst outing of the season. Got tagged for five runs on 10 hits and seven innings to the Washington Nationals. But what happened was he had a bad first inning. Okay. So he gives up five runs in the first inning. It was like four straight singles to start and then like single, double, single. So he gives up five runs in the first inning 
And then he proceeds to go six scoreless innings. So maybe just, you know, just a bad start. And, and maybe he, he takes a little bit more time getting warmed up in the bullpen before this game. Whatever it is, uh, I'd be looking at a first five under with uh, Zach Gowan and, and Anthony DiScalfani on Saturday night. Honestly, that reminds me of the Dodgers a couple of years ago in San Francisco, where I think they did the same thing. Except I think they put up 10 in the first or really early in that game. But uh, it's honestly, it sounds exactly like the first five winner I put out there on Monday night when Braxton Garrett come off, came off allowing 11 runs, I think, in uh, his previous start. And then drew the Nat, excuse me, drew the, the Diamondbacks, came in there, gave up one run in five innings, and uh, Zach Gallen. Gave up one run, which is like the worst five first five innings he's had all year, I feel like. Uh, on Sunday, Logan Gilbert gets the start from the Mariners against the Tigers. Gilbert took like a no-hitter, or I think he was perfect though, up until the sixth inning, or took a no-no up until the sixth inning. Winds up giving up two runs in a hard luck loss against the Texas Rangers. Would we be looking to back Gilbert after that outing? I believe he took the perfect game into the seventh, did take the loss, as you said. Yeah. Really nice landing spot to kind of get over that. Probably very frustrated for the last few days. Um, I think he takes it out on the Tigers. Yeah, that'll be on uh, Sunday. And the Tigers, Joey Wentz, looks like he gets to start there. So Seattle probably a play uh, there. Before we get into some best bets for Friday's schedule, Griffin, why don't you tell the people how they can save some money at pregame.com? Be happy to use the promo code CLOCK30. Good for $30 off for listeners of MLB podcast only. Good for seven days from the podcast release. Uh, if you're new to pregame, you get two free bets, one a $25 new member discount, also a $30 coupon. If you're already a member, then you still get a free best bet with your coupon code. So make sure you go in there, go grab it. CLOCK30, I feel like Sleepy is uh, trolling me because I've, I've told him how much I hate the pitch clock. But <laughs> I feel like, you know, Maybe he's listening to the podcast, so thanks, Sleepy. I appreciate it. Um, and there's also some discounted rest of May. I'll access discounted subscriptions on there. Um, we also have a $69 for every pick and every sport from your favorite pro for the rest of May through through the end of May. Um, 69 nice. Um, and anyway, use the promo code CLOCK30 and go save yourself some money at pregame. You got my soccer picks coming out. You got plenty of stuff coming out from Scott as well. As long as the NHL playoffs are gone, he's your guy. Um, of course, plenty of other great handicappers at pregame.com. Uh, I'm going to actually give my best bet here. I, I can't resist this one. I'm, I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks, those snakes, as a home underdog to the San Francisco Giants. Um, I, I will just fade Los Gigantes whenever they are on the road as a favorite uh, with a team that has a pulse, I believe. So I'll go Ryan Nelson, Arizona, and hold your nose, t- turn the game off when they have a lead and the bullpen comes in. Uh, but I'll take that home, home dog plus money on Arizona. I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers and their team total. It'll be four and a half once it gets posted and uh, probably juiced to the over, but I'll lay that. Uh, Texas is the highest scoring team in Major League Baseball, and Ken Waldachuk carries a 7-2-5 ERA into this game for the A's. Now, it's not a hitter-friendly ballpark, but uh, I do expect Waldachuk to allow runners on base and whenever you have runners on base, you have an opportunity to score them. So uh, that's probably that's where I'm going with this one. I'll go Rangers team total. Not a pitcher, not a hitter friendly ballpark, but a hitter friendly pitcher that is yes. designed to try to get those hitters out. Um, and you get nine at bats. 
Exactly, with the road team, which is always the benefit. Griffin, good stuff. Uh, We want to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Once again, if you have not done so already, make sure that you are following RJ Bell's Dream Preview wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as Straight Out of Vegas AM. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas, O-U-T-T-A, wherever you get your podcasts from. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition, brought to you by Pregame.com.